Hi guys, welcome, welcome back. It's another episode of We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. I'm Molly Lyons. Today we're going to discuss Fred and Ethel fight. Frethel's on the rocks. Which, like, to be real, could be the subtitle of every other episode of I Love Lucy, but no. they really get their due on this one. Yeah, I mean, they weren't speaking. He was sleeping at the Y. Which I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> well, Young yeah. Men's Christian Association. Used to be. You are not a young man. <laughs> True. She's not wrong. The episode aired March 10th, 1952. And we have a, a quick little synopsis. The Ricardos try to reconcile the feuding Mertzes, but they end up arguing themselves to try to win their spouse's back without losing their pride. Both Lucy and Ricky come up with a scheme. Lucy tries for the sympathy vote by wrapping herself in bandages and pretending she's been hit by a bus, whereas Ricky pretends that the apartment is on fire so he can save Lucy and look like a hero. Just classic things you do in marriage. All very normal. Let's also remember that basically the premise of each episode is Luke, Lucy and Ricky don't communicate about something right. or don't have proper communication skills, so they have to do crazy things. This feels like a PSA, like this entire series of like why you don't lie to your spouse. Yeah, and why you should learn how to communicate your own feelings and be able to talk about things. We start off everything with the the couple in question are Fred and Ethel. And I have to say, like, they are keeping it 100 with their exposition because the episode starts and it's just like, what's going on? And then Ricky and Lucy basically just recite everything that has happened before. So we don't see any of the fight. We just, like, learn about it very rapidly. Yeah, I thought that was odd that we would open and just be told that they're, like, fighting so much that Fred's sleeping elsewhere. I would have wanted to see that. Yeah, Yeah, I would have, like, Ethel crying, which we see later, but... And it's interesting because this is a note I hear all the time about TV writing, which I, I don't always agree with, which is like, start in the middle. Don't start at the top. Start in the middle of the action. In media race. Exactly. Sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't. And in this case, it seemed kind of wonky. Yeah. And just to open on Lucy already having had the idea to throw this dinner and get them together. Right. You'd think that we would see her come up with that and then do all the planning. And Well, I guess the, because the whole thing of it is the main focus of the episode isn't actually that Fred and Ethel are fighting. It's the fact that Fred and Ethel fighting causes Lucy and Ricky to fight. Yeah. And I think also we've learned that so much of what's fun about this show is watching the interaction between the friendships and the spouses. So she couldn't be planning this with Ethel and Ricky would not be on board. So there wouldn't be it wouldn't be any fun in watching her do it by herself. True. Yeah. To start with a familiar theme, Ricky doesn't want Lucy messing in other people's affairs. Literally says it. Understanding that you were not going to mess around in other people's affairs. Oh, Ricky. But we learn a really interesting fact during this exchange that Lucy's middle name is Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. But there were more names. Lu- did, did, Luc- wasn't it Lucille, Esmeralda, McGillicuddy, Ricardo? So it was her maiden oh, name. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought there were like four or five. Maybe there are more. We'll find out later. And it's, that's not Lucy's real middle name. Her middle name is Desiree. I read that the idea from this episode came from a real-life incident where Lucy and Desi were trying to reconcile real-life friends of theirs and ended up discussing an old fight of theirs and then started fighting about who said and did what in the fight. Note to self, always record every conversation with spouse so we really know that I was right. So your, mar- <laughs> your marriage will just be a podcast? Yeah, or like a reality show. So Ethel comes in and she is talking about how she's been dancing and socializing. And for a second, I believed her before she fell apart. And I was like, 
Yes, Ethel, this is what your life could be. Every now and then I fall apart. Well, I think the way she was talking also just sounded like a person now being like, you know, I've just been so busy, you know, like socially. <laughs> I've been on Tinder and I've swiped right on every guy She's I've like, seen. I've had so many luncheons and tea times during the day and dancing at night. Also, that was basically what she said. Yeah. She was like, I've danced with everybody. Have you? Have no, you? No, I think she's lying. Yeah. But what kills me is like, she should have done that. Yeah. Not like... Not like you know, gone home with somebody. But she should have been out there dancing and, like, you know. Reveling. And also, who would Ethel be going with, though, if Lucy were not with her? You know, Marge. Miss Lewis. (laughs) And then Fred is at the Y, having the time of his life playing organized sports. So I was, I was, yeah. When he came in and was like, I've been doing everything I did before I was married. And then it was like sports. I also, to go back to when Ethel came in, look, she was looking so fly in that gingham skirt, which we've seen her before, but that looks so nice on her. And I would also like one. Please. (laughs) Please provide me with one. Podcast gods, send me a gingham skirt. Uh, (laughs) But they tell both of them separately that they have a hot date for them. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Lucy, is that my date? He's no dream, he's a nightmare. (laughs) Is that your idea of a cute young chick? You'll never shop for my poultry. (laughs) You'll never shop for my poultry. (laughs) It cracked me up. But then also... Ethel saying, he's not a dream, he's a nightmare. (laughs) That's, like, too real, though. Darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream, to quote Taylor Swift. Yes. But, I mean, it was was scary. What did Fred say? I don't even know. That was my whole thing, like, going into it, is what could have been... You know, we've seen them have little tiffs and argue and call each other names. Right. But what is so bad that it causes Fred to move out for a couple weeks? She calls, she says his mother looks like a weasel. And apparently that's a deal breaker for him. But I also don't understand, like you said, what could he possibly have said that is out of the norm of what he usually says? Like he spends a regular day just telling her she's fat and that he wishes her face would change and that he he hates being married to her. So it's like, (laughs) where, if that's like... I just don't know what could be possibly offensive to someone who doesn't mind those things. Yeah, their baseline is so high that you have to wonder, like, what could have possibly crossed the line. Yeah. What's too far? Putting them on the piano bench is kind of a bad idea. They're already annoyed at each other. They're so close to each other. And then also the food that they brought out looked disgusting. Lucy was cooking. She had no help from Ethel. It's true. Well, I think also one of my favorite lines just from Ethel, she's like really sad. And then she goes, ooh, bread. It's like the only thing that makes her feel better. That's definitely me. Seriously, Ethel truly speaks to us. Yeah. Yeah, they're already annoyed at each other. They're in such close proximity. And then they're just like stabbing each other as they're trying to cut. And then Fred pushes her off the bench and doesn't even get up. Both Ricky and Lucy stand up. He didn't even stop or get up to help her. Lost his manners. Unbelievable. I just don't understand how she puts up with him on a regular basis. He was truly in a rare form today. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite lines about dinner was um, when they sit down and, and Ricky goes, uh, Ethel, is not too much butt. And he's talking about the meat, the cut of the meat. But she's like, yes, definitely. <laughs> Fred sitting next to her. He does kind of have like a... He's shaped like a little drumstick. He's shaped like a bowling pin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait. The other note I have is another line from Ethel that I love where she just goes, potatoes. (laughs) Girl's got her eyes on the fries. 
<laughs> I love her. And then they do make up, though. They do make up. They So Ricky and Lucy tie them into yeah. Fred's coat. And Ricky was so against this whole plan from the beginning. And then when he sees Lucy giving Ethel the same, like, the opposite sleeve, he decides to, like, help. Also, Fred is short and stout, but that jacket was definitely not big enough for two people. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably just subbed in a, a larger version. Right. I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> tricky, tricky. He's a tiny man. I apologize, honey bun. Sweetie pie. Baby doll. Sugar lips. <laughs> you know, this is pretty sickening. <laughs> I liked them better when they were mad. Yeah. <laughs> So then Lucy says, you know, this is pretty sickening. Which it's like, you're the one who got them back together. Yep. This yeah. is on you. This is what they want. I mean, better that. Although, I mean, I hate when couples are super lovey-dovey in public. I just feel like of the four of them, like, Lucy and Ricky are probably way more like that. Oh, for sure. So they should talk, you yeah. know? But, I mean, I guess I would rather have them be disgustingly sweet together than be really mean to each other. Speaking of Lucy and Ricky, the banter at the top of it... Lucy, sometimes I think that you don't have anything inside your head. Now, come on. Let me see. Hey, that picture on the wall is crooked. Oh, stop. And it's supposed to be cute. This might be funny if it weren't, like, every week. It just drove me crazy. Yeah, I feel like they've been really leaning into that as the season has gone on. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense because who would want to be married to someone who was dumb? Well, we know she's not dumb, and he knows that, too, even though he says it because she comes up with all these crazy plans. Well, and I have to think because it's a live show that the writers are just sort of leaning into whatever is getting good results. Like, something that starts in this episode and we see more and more is, like, this tendency to just have Ricky completely unable to remember American idioms. Yes. So, like, they started with, like, the cast is dead <laughs> instead yeah. of the die is cast. I feel like they've been kind of adapting things as the season has gone on. And as we've seen kind of Fred and Ethel's relationship change, too, where it's a little bit more understandable why they're together. Right. Yeah, but for a while they were leaning into Fred as a performer and Fred is like a foil to all these plans. And even in this later, he's the one who comes up with the fire plan. Right. So he's like the schemer in terms of Ricky and Fred and they were really leaning into him. And I like that aspect of Fred. I could just do without the whole, my wife's terrible and I could do better because you can't. (laughs) This is as good as it's gonna get. Yeah. Well, and then even Ricky will play up that joke too where she's like what if you had to go three whole days without me and he was like oh my <laughs> like, like imagining it like it would be a beautiful thing and it's like no you're also like obsessed with your wife like stop making that joke and you'd starve <laughs> right boys gotta learn how to make some breakfast yeah oh, one of my favorite ones was over so over dinner the tables turn pretty quickly so that they're arguing over in their last fight who was magnanimous enough to pretend that they were wrong in order to end the fight right that, that's what I thought they're arguing about who gave in and it's like, shouldn't you be arguing about who didn't give in? It's like, I'm the bigger person. I let it go. Like yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, it's so funny that this actually happened in real life because it's hard to poke holes in the, like, the believability of it. But I mean, if you were in that position, wouldn't you just give up? Who cares like who ended the fight kind of? You shouldn't keep score in relationships. True. Don't go to bed angry. <laughs> 
coming from us who have many long-term relationships. Three single women tell you. So they go back and forth and they, they, you know, end up with this whole run where they're just saying, like, before, after, using very aggressive pet names for each other. What'd you say, Ricky? You put an end to it. I was the one who gave in. Pardon me, honey, but uh, I was the one that called the whole thing off, remember? You? Why, I went all the way down to your club to apologize, remember? Well, honey, that was after you went down all the way to the club and apologized, after I sent you a dozen roses with a car saying that I was wrong, remember? Before, darling. After, baby. Before, dear. After, sweetheart. Before. After. Before. It's your serve. And then we brought back the sports thing. Yeah, and Fred and Ethel multiple times have, in the pilot episode, this happened too, where they're sitting on the couch and, you know, Ethel wants to go dancing and Fred wants to go to the fights. And Ricky and Lucy start going back and forth, taking these positions, and they end up, like, serving it to each other. And Fred and Ethel are just, like, looking back and forth. Like a a tennis match. Yeah, it's a common scene that plays out. Mm. Those kind of sports I could follow. Yeah, that would be fun. And then they go back into the language thing where her jab at him is that, like, oh, I'm so glad I'm married to a hypocrite. and he he doesn't know what it is. Right. Yeah, it's like, is Ricky becoming dumber and meaner? He mispronounces excuse, and so she makes fun of it, and he says, And don't you make fun of my English. That's English. And then, and then he goes Ooh. on a whole Spanish run. And yeah. the translation, I don't have it exactly, but essentially what he's talking about is how he studied English at university and how he speaks better English than anyone sitting at that table. <laughs> I like it. I like that he's throwing down the gauntlet on like, I went to college. It's my resume. <laughs> and I speak two languages, so get off my back. Right? Two is more impressive than one. Than one well. Yeah. 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 He's bilingual, so she can calm down. So they end up getting in a fight. Ricky goes to the club. The club. Can you sleep at the club? You could find him at the club. I bet he has an office. Probably. I mean, or maybe he'll go home with one of the dancer girls. No. Girl singer. Girl singer. (laughs) Lucy didn't sleep all night, though. She had a really cute outfit on, though. She had a little um, robe with stars on it, and it looked like chiffon or, like... And her hair. Gauzy, yeah. Her hair. She had, like, a flower tiara and, like, a beautiful updo. Oh, you don't sleep like that? (laughs) (laughs) They both are in a fight, and they want to see the other one, and they're trying to get the other one to come to them. Well, they both called, and don't you think that Ricky called the house at exactly as Lucy was calling the club because the line was busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who else would they be talking yeah, to? Yeah. At first I thought, like, oh, is that her way of like pretending like she put in the effort but didn't actually? But I think that they both tried to call each other because they yeah. actually do love each other. But of course, Ethel comes up with a crazy plan for Lucy. That yeah. It's pretty, I have to say, it's like pretty bonkers. It's so bonkers. Corinne, what was it? Oh, so. so- what was so bonkers? So Ethel's plan is that they're going to bandage up Lucy, pretend she was hit by a bus, and then tell Ricky that his wife's been injured and, and so that he can come and, like, be with her in her time of need. So the first thing is, that's, I mean, does she even end up telling him? Because he, he only comes because he's going to set a fake fire. That's the thing. I don't think I the think, message was conveyed. I don't think he ever got it. It's very Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> And the other thing is, how tight were those bandages? Because she could not... She was like a solid... 
She had her arm out and it would not move. She, she was, was like wiggling. Yeah. When she was walking. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> I also liked on the bed when they're spitballing that she says, I could invite you both to dinner, but that's been done a lot lately. It worked. Yeah, true. Don't knock the idea because right? it's successful. It worked. You're back together. So crazy. In <laughs> terms of modern references on Friends, the guy who Rachel and Phoebe saw in the coffee shop and thought he looked cute and they called him Hay and he got distracted. He gets hit by a bus, ends up in a coma, and then they are bringing him flowers and brushing his hair because they think he's their perfect man. And then when he wakes up, he's like, thanks guys, but you're strangers. See you later. And that's like while you were sleeping. Yeah. Sandy Bullock. And Peter Gallagher. Sandy Cohen. Yeah, early, early Sandy Cohen days. So they have these two different plans that... We come up with the fire plan in the soda shop. And when we cut to the soda shop, there's a Philip Morris poster. Huge, huge, huge poster. And he's eating a peanut butter sandwich at the pharmacy. Guys, I ate a peanut butter sandwich every day of high school. No jelly. Really? Yeah. Why Why don't you like jelly? I don't like jelly. I like it. Don't attack me why you guys both they just stopped and stared at me and go you didn't like jelly that's un-american seriously well what like what grape or strawberry grape i like both strawberry no grape for me speaking of though fred orders one small grape juice with ice (laughs) it's like the weirdest drink order for a grown man or any human being to request at at the bar so we had a a spot hazel moment the soda jerk which is just an old-fashioned term for waitress. Mm-hmm. I'm a soda jerk. <laughs> uh, at the drugstore is played by Hazel Pierce, Lucy's stand-in. Oh, I don't even remember her being in that. Yeah, I think she's like in the... It doesn't seem like she's very featured. Right. Um, but I read on... I read that it was her, so... She's a cool. chameleon. She blends in very Well, nicely. the last time we saw her was on the quiz show when she was in the body cast. Fred comes up with this grand scheme... Yeah, he cares a lot about getting them back together. He does, which is good. I mean, I think also if, frankly, it's probably because if Lucy and Ricky were to break up or not be together, who's Fred going to hang out with? You know, like, how do you separate friends when one pair is divided? And on on to the same same point, earlier in the episodes, uh, Lucy's like, well, it's on us to fix this. Like, we have to make sure that they're okay because nobody else is going to. If we don't have each other, who do we have? Yeah, it's almost a little in their own self-interest to be getting the couples back together because they're essentially their best friends. Yeah. And if they were to break up, I'm not sure that... Don't you think Lucy would say to Ricky, like, you can't talk to Fred anymore? You know, so they they would lose friendships. Although, frankly, I feel like Fred and Ethel might be happier if, you know, they got to get divorced too or something and Fred and Ricky could just hang out and Ethel and Lucy could go have adventures. Well, that's what I... That's what I felt like when Ethel first walked in. I was like, I wish you were doing this. Because this is, A, your shot to do, like, what you want to do. And B, maybe this is a better way to live. In our modern version of Lucy, this is the fight that breaks Fred and Ethel. Or they, like, take a break. Yeah. We were on a break. We were on a break. Except... Who would be the... Oh, Fred would definitely be pulling a Ross in that situation. I feel like 
he's not going to get anyone interested in him at the Y, frankly. <laughs> How Christian is this How association? How young are the men? How Christian is the association? <laughs> I think the YMCA in the past was a place sort of like a shelter. Like you could like stay there. Like yeah. a hostel. A hostel. In any city, you could stay there, I believe, for free. Or pretty cheap. Yeah. And they'd just give you a cot and access to, like, a shower, like the gym showers. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would use them when they were traveling or stuck in a strange city. In a bind, yeah. yeah. Amanda bind. So Fred comes up with a crazy idea. So he had seen on television that a woman had married a man for saving her from a fire. So he said, we need to fake a fire in the building he owns. Like, cool idea. He makes some risky decisions reckless, for a property owner. Yeah. Reckless homeowner right there. I mean, also, do you think the man on TV was a firefighter? And he just left that out. <laughs> forgot that part. Oh, so it wasn't a Cuban band leader who saved a woman from a fire? Like <laughs> Misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> Forever. Um... Yeah. Oh, and it's a moment where, don't you think Fred and Ethel really should have coordinated how they were going to get them back together? Why would they communicate? (sighs) Yeah. Because Lucy and Ricky do at the top of the episode, Lucy says, I'm throwing this dinner party to get Fred and Ethel back together. And then Ricky, like, eventually climbs on board. Climb on board. Um, Well, we've discussed in other episodes how sometimes Fred and Ethel do have good communication skills. Yeah, this this was really a time where I thought it failed, and oddly, because... Generally, they do talk to Well, maybe things are still frosty because they just True. got back together. Frothy. Frethel. Or maybe they went right from the soda shop to the apartment and didn't have time to yeah, fill each other there's in. simply no time. I don't know. One, it seems like phones are challenging to everyone involved right now. The line was busy. None of them work. Um, before call waiting, before... But so they're going to set a fire. But it's not a real fire. No. So a lot of smoke and a lot of... <laughs> Ambulance alarms, a, like, in the living room. A cowbell. <laughs> Not a cowbell. I'm sorry, like, a small bell. <laughs> and then it, it took them so long. I mean, honestly, if Ricky was going to save the day, he should have just barged in. It took him so long to be convinced, almost. Right, and, like, it goes back to an earlier episode for Coat, where she's like, he didn't defend me. And it's like, if that were an actual scenario and it takes you, like, seven minutes to decide to save your wife or whatever it was it took a long time for him to decide to do it and if i were lucy i'd be like are you joking well she was pretty busy saving her hats so she was just saving what mattered to her priorities her her henna rinse for her hair hair dye hats unbelievable throwing the henna rinse out the window seemed ill-advised to me this is the one time where we could have used the tall ladder Mm. that seemingly (laughs) is always there yeah fred had decided that that there'd been enough of the ladder laying around although granted she could not have crawled out the window right with well i guess she made it out anyway thanks to she just fell out (laughs) starfished well she spent so much time like making a thing out of the sheets and then never bothered to secure it to anything what would you do in a fire molly well this was a thought i had while watching is that she seemed to know immediately like okay there's a fire and this is exactly what i need to do like i need to make a thing out of a sheet i need to it looked like she had a plan and i was like lucy's someone who always thinks she's gonna die because like someone's gonna murder her she's i'm like has she thought about this before like is this something that she has in her catastrophic brain planned for because like that's the kind of person i am like as a child like i always was like every thunderstorm i was like what happens if it gets caught on fire and like this is how I get out to my backyard into my swing set. Like this is why I, we're overthinkers. Correct. Yeah, at her moment, her first moments of like, what 
can I throw out the window to safety made me think, what would I save? Mm. What would you save, Corinne? And I think I, I, I guess my computer is that that's ter- a terribly that's prob- modern thing to say. Pictures. Well, that's where all my photos. Yeah, are. that's why. Yeah, that's why I'm saying to steal from a John Mulaney routine. It's like pictures are the only things you can't replace. <laughs> like old family photos. Yeah, I don't have any old family photos? I just have photos of me with blonde hair. I have printed out photos, but I think of the either the carbon copies or are at home or they're online. So, so I think I would save my rug because I just got a new rug that I'm really excited about. Is it not under anything? Oh, I would have to move my bed. I'll take my bed. Take my rug. <laughs> it's a fire, Allie. <laughs> this isn't like things that you are glad you own. Like <laughs> I really like my rug, though. Do you know how long I shopped online to find a nice rug, Corinne? But you know where it is. You could buy another one what with the insurance out? money. Am I gonna get? Insur- am I insured? Well, that tweeted me if I'm insured. I'm not. I'm not certain. <laughs> Do I have renters insurance? Mom, <laughs> Linda, let me know. I would save my furs. Your furs? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, I would be really upset about all my clothes and all my jewelry. Yeah, jewelry too. Yeah. And my jewelry's in like maybe three places, so that would be hard to gather. <sighs> is it sad that I'm like, there isn't any one item? Like, I'm like, my computer's probably the most valuable thing. I, I mean, I, I think computer too. I, th- I agree. That would, and my rug. And my rug. <laughs> and my rug. And my rug. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. I'm not really into material things. No, I just don't really have anything. I'd save my crystals and my hope chest. (laughs) I I would just burn a bunch of sage while my house burnt down. Right. So it goes peacefully. (laughs) The thing about it is, in reality, you're only looking for things that you couldn't replace or would need immediately. Do you think my sense of humor might burn up in the fire? (laughs) Because I can use a new one. Um, Because like all the the material goods, ideally you'd get insurance money and you just repurchase them. That's my thing. I think I'd be more concerned about like my childhood home than where I live now. Snickers! Just my, like literally the house itself would be important to me. Yeah. Do all of us, our parents, still live in our childhood home? Yeah. yeah. So rare. We're a dying breed. Okay, so um, so the fire and Lucy's throwing the stuff out the window. She throws herself out the window. She didn't try to do that. That was poor planning. Yeah. Um, and, then, um, and then Ricky realizes that she's gone out the window, goes and gets her, and the episode ends as it began, which is Ethel was so mad at Fred for screwing this up that he she went to stay with her mother so but all of that work that ricky and lucy did to get them back together just completely undone it kind of supports ricky's whole thesis of like don't get involved in other people's stuff because it's just like well i'll I'll come back to where it was to begin with yeah yeah but the the other thing that because i was concerned i was like this woman literally just fell out however many stories high window two i think right what on the second floor well, they're on the top floor. I don't know if it's the second floor. Oh, you're right. Um, and, but she fell on their awning. So it's not like she plummeted to the ground. Well, I was. my thought was that she was going to come in at the end with actual bandages on. Well, she, yeah. You know, rather than the fake ones, that it was going to be like she actually got hurt this time. But that would have been too cruel, probably. 
when and he he's like honey are you okay and she's like i'm fine and i'm like you shouldn't be fine (laughs) emotionally not okay (laughs) i mean the the culprit here really is him taking so long to rescue her because she could be in the middle of throwing her henna rins out the window when he barges in and says like honey i'm taking you downstairs or whatever you know yeah i would be i I, going back to what you said i would be mad too like if he's just out there yelling and not coming to save me right what else are husbands for yeah, like literally my one requirement, height is like whatever, like build, whatever. I don't care. I'm trying to be open-minded. But the one thing is like you have to be able to carry me in an emergency. Like that is the only stipulation I make, that you need to be strong enough to remove me from a situation if you if I need to. Too. I have to pee. Really? You carry me to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Just in my life, you the, carry me. Well, it all goes back to Ariana Grande being an adult baby. Yeah. In the opposite, I, our listeners don't know this, but I'm much shorter than both of you, probably. We're I mean, t- We're tall redheads with the gams for days, and then we got a little brunette. We got this petite little firecracker over Italian here. Italian girl. <laughs> my point is that every time I'm carrying a heavy box or like struggling with a door and a bunch of stuff in my arms people always ask me if they can help me and the answer is always no because it's so annoying like i just want to be able to i think i would not want to be carried i just ever even if the house was on fire i think i'd want to get out myself what if you're such an independent what if you're wearing woman? roller skates oh then i cannot move because i, I cannot skate <gasps> so um, but you you don't in terms of men you wouldn't want someone who can carry you? I mean, everyone can carry you because you're like a, a wee petite angel. People, people pick me up. People pick me up all the time or like always. I just feel like it's a, when you are short, it's a thing that everyone can do and therefore it's less It's novel. not special. Yeah. And, and you also you get a little annoyed by it. You're like, I want to walk. I want to struggle. Next week, we will be talking about gossip. Gossip Girl XOXO. So you can watch it on Amazon or Hulu, as always. Talk about it with us next week. That's all. Follow us on all our social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. At We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter. And We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, feelings, or ideas to send our way. Yeah, send us your feelings. We love those. We're big into feelings. All right, Lucy's. Have a good week. We love you. Keep on loving, Lucy's.